Hi, this is Keaton, and this is the third episode of my podcast, The West Noise, where I talk to people. And I'm doing all right. I've had a decent week. Nothing spectacular. Nothing really to complain about, though. I had a nice day today. I went to a chili cook-off. I've never been to one, so that was interesting. I like chili. And I also bought some tickets to see Tyler, the Creator, and Vince Staples in Detroit in February because they're going on tour. And honestly, if you ask me to put two rappers on tour together, they might be it. Except for Kanye, of course. But I don't know what he's up to. Seeing him with Cuddy recently in Chicago made me really happy. But who knows when he'll be back. And plus, I'm still a little hurt because I was supposed to see him last year in uh, October. But he canceled it and rescheduled it for December. And then canceled that, too. So... I forgive him, though, and I'm sure he'll listen to this, so, yeah, I forgive you, Kanye, and I hope you're doing better, and I hope you come out with Turbo Graphics soon. So, anyways, besides that, uh, I've been writing a lot this week, and I've been listening to a lot of Magical Clouds, too. It's been really calming while driving or walking or writing, like I said. I've just been writing a lot of weird shit, honestly. I've been really bummed out with what's been going on in the news, with the shootings, and just everything. People are just so quick to assault opposing sides to their arguments, and I, I just don't totally understand it. It just sort of bums me out. But on the bright side, my guest today is Hein Christensen, a musician who goes by the name of Ghost and Tape. He's originally from Denmark, and he's signed to uh, the Home Normal label. And he came out with an album recently, and it's really good. It's called Var, he says. That's how he says it. I can't. I probably don't say that right. But it's called Var, and it's really ambient stuff. There's no, there's no lyrics to it, and it's got this sleepy, peaceful nature-type feel to it. But it's really nice, and he fits that as well. He's a, he's a really kind guy, and we got to talk about some things that I didn't necessarily intend to talk about, so that was nice. And here's my conversation with Hein Christensen. called Bar. All right, all right. I, I was fine. That's pretty that. straightforward. That's good. Va. All right. So about Var. <laughs> what what is that? Where does that name come from? What is that? Well, the the album sort of had a, a thematic, well, a theme to it, which was like new beginnings and spring, and so I came upon this word from. Old Norse, since you know it made sense since I'm Danish, we right. used to be Vikings apparently. <laughs> so Old Norse is there, what they presumably sp- spoke, uh, and and it means spring and like harvest. It can also mean harvest. 
but literally it means springtime. So <clears throat> it went well with the with the theme of the album. And the the songs, like the song names on the album, did those fit? Because like also those I can't totally, like there's sprout, that's a <laughs> word I know. Hatch, I know that word. Yeah. But then there's yeah. like soul sword and well, anemone. That's that's one. So how do, yeah. how did you come to those? Like, are you the kind well, of they also who makes it and then names it, or gets those titles and then is like tries to make something out of that? Um, yeah, it's not it's not that deep. <laughs> maybe I I I have my initial improvised sessions uh, with my different tools, my music musical tools, and then when the time comes that. Usually it's because I have to go to bed. I <laughs> have to shut down. I have to shut down the computer, and you have to save what you've been working on. Then you have to come up with a name. At that point, uh, but I did make an effort one to to find names that were all related to spring. So, for example, Soulsod is actually blackbird, which is a typical bird in where I come from. That's very active during springtime. That's pretty deep. Uh, uh, the only one that I think is very improvised was the seabird. I just thought it should be called that. It has <laughs> nothing to do with spring. Yeah. And where do you come from? But I'm from the the mainland of Denmark. And how's that? How is but that? But haven't. Li- uh, that was. Yeah, I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> typical deep country. Yeah. Safe childhood, running around in the forests and. That sounds pretty stuff great. like that. That's yeah, a very safe environment. Music fits that that past. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I try to make music that's kind of, if not uplifting, then at least like not negative. I think yes. there's enough 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 negativity going around that I don't want it to inflict my Absolutely. music. Absolutely, I'm not really not really into dark music unless it's unless it's some sort of like. Heavy, well, heavy metal. Then maybe like it can be metal? a bit dark. Yeah, I like all kinds of music. I listen to a lot of, of different types of music. Like I what, used to play in. What's your favorites? You got any bands? Well, right now, anything. Right now, I'm listening a lot to a band called the Black Angels, which is sort of like '70s inspired rock music. It sounds that the band name fits that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Black Angels. Yeah, sounds a bit dark. <laughs> Yeah, your music like when I when I'm listening to it, I kind of forget that it's music. Like I forget that someone made this. It's it almost sounds as if like you just stepped outside and like turned the world off. Like that's the sound that it would make like naturally. Like in, in oh, this thank you. Like time sort of area if that makes sense. So you were saying a... like you use your you got your tools. How do you like improvise? Do you just start pressing buttons? I know you have the guitar going on. How does how does a song come to fruition? Um, it's basically, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a lot of improvising. I have, uh, I spend a lot of years moving out of the computer because my two first albums, they were made basically mm-hmm. with a guitar and then a lot of computer-based software. And I got really tired of sitting there with the mouse all the time. That's not really making music, just clicking a mouse and turning fictive knobs on a screen <laughs> so i spent some i spent some time getting out of the computer by getting into uh, effect pedals for guitar because mm. i my background is in 
in guitar. Like I used to play a lot of rock music and grunge and stuff grunge. like that. Ooh. So I I was I was familiar with like pedals, you know, like yeah, that's a world I could get into. Oh. Um, so that's basically what I have. I have I have my electric guitars. I have a lot of effect pedals that when you start combining them, all sorts of interesting things can happen. And so yeah, you said you did grunge. How did you go from a nice little <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a nice childhood in the country to electric guitar and things of that nature uh bad influences i guess <laughs> when you hit high school and you you, you start going people. to school in a bigger city sorry did you just meet people that had the same sort of mindset or was it just the music that was coming around yeah totally yeah completely i i had to go to high school in a completely different city like far away and oh. There was all these like long haired kids with like leather jackets and <laughs> denim jackets don't trust and I with the long hair. No, no. I really found them like the most interesting. So <clears throat> I sort you, of got into that, that pretty quickly. Guitar? Was once once you moved there, is that when you started playing? Uh, yeah, basically. At so there were just these kids seventeen, eighteen. You thought, yeah. It's time for me to play the guitar. <laughs> Definitely. Did it, did and I didn't know anything. I just I joined the band without knowing anything. So I remember the first time we went to the rehearsal, some guy he showed me a power chord, <laughs> and then he was like, "You just have to move it around. Like this is like three, five, eight, and then we just like okay, you have to move it up and down." And there was this other guy with me who also didn't know anything. He was from the states, by the way. He was an exchange student. So we were kind of like in the same boat, the two of us, like not knowing anything. <clears throat> so we didn't think about chords. Or anything that notes or anything like that. We just did the guitar as like patterns. Like, okay, we have to move our fingers around. That can result. That was in my some way fun, into music. Some fun stuff. Yeah. And I'm Definitely. assuming you uh, you took on a more formu formulaic approach to it and actually understood it as you went along, <laughs> rather than just sitting on the randomness. Well, if you want to progress a little bit, you need to get into what chords are, and and then later I started working on my own like harmonic system that I've used a lot on my last three albums. Um, like? It's like, like uh, it's hard to describe. It's just kind of like going, moving away from the traditional chords and just, yeah, just experimenting, finding your own ways of doing them, making them sound more open and also, you know, achieving this like positive open sound, mm -hmm. just a lot of experimenting and, Buying a cable, I don't know if that's the correct word in, in English. Like a cable, you, you put it on the guitar arm, and then it completely changes. Um, just small thing like that, basically different tunings. And again, trying to move away from the the traditional, which is sort of like grunge, also. Right. Was, I guess. What, what in a led way. you to that though? Did you hear other musics that you thought, "Ooh, I want to try to branch out with that," or did you just yourself feel that you wanted to? try to make some more open music it was a slow development from grunge into drum and bass and jungle music <laughs> which jungle is also music. a little bit like, yeah like uh, drum and bass is pretty pretty aggressive also and yeah. and of course then we started playing around with computers and we started these like very old school tracker programs i think it was called fast tracker 2.8 or something very tedious, very laborious program to use to make just a complete song. It would take forever. But that got me like inside of the computer. And then oh, from there, it's just, yeah, it's just, you started 
discovering all the possibilities of sequencing and and programming do you, in general. Do you think you found like your main shtick, like your main vibe, or do you think you might revert back to grunge and stuff? Do you think you'll go all over? No. Can we accept a grunge album anytime soon? No, that's not for, not as a serious thing. I no, no, no. You, but I, I might, I might join a band. You know, I, I enjoy playing rock music on a like a hobby, hobby level. Uh, playing live and stuff, but no, not recording. That's I think I found my shtick, as you call it. <laughs> the stick might develop and change, but <laughs> well, that, that's I'll, I'll be expecting a grunge album then at some point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what sorts of like, how does American music like translate to Spain and Denmark and things like that? Like, are there any bands from here or musicians from here that? like you listen to frequently i i don't even know how it like works so i'm just curious if like you have your own people like your your own culture and sort of music or if it kind of flows over to influence most of the music i listen to is from <clears throat> is from america i listen to a lot of uh just mason uh mark fisher the whole 12k library is very awesome to me but then there's also lots of stuff from the uk um the, the home normal label is they we have a, there's a lot of english people uh danny norbury and stuff like that but here in spain it's a bit set back i guess that's a yeah a subtle way to put it <laughs> yeah <laughs> here so? people they just, are are they not updated or does it just seem yeah, to be like totally behind the scenes yeah, basically a bit of both. I, I think they pref if it's if it's electronic music, it has to be something you can dance to. Basically, right. if you can't dance to it, then they, they're like, you know, they don't really get it. They're not into it because <laughs> as a as a people, they're very expressive, very right. like outgoing, very very loud people in general. So I think that translates into their taste in music. Also, how, like how do you end subtleties. Ah, uh, girls. Girls, <laughs> a girlfriend, a, a girlfriend, and then a second girlfriend kept me here. Are you, are you now happy I'm here for good? You like Spain? Yeah, I like it a lot. What I like being like a fish out of my water. <laughs> totally. And it's a different economy, and you know, it's easier to live here and not be stressed up with working lots of hours. And That's and then nice people, it's nice people to be around. How did you get to um, Home Normal? Like, how did that come about? Because they're, they're what, in Tokyo, Warsaw, right? In London, yeah. yeah London. How did you, uh, you get there? I've known Ian Horgood, who runs the label for some years now. And we had initially talked about releasing my previous album on Home Normal. But that fell through, like, due to some unforeseen circumstances that affected the label and also uh, other artists than me. Mm -hmm. um, it's very good to see that they are totally up and running again now and stronger than ever. So I basically knew him and also I've met him in both in London and in Barcelona. I used to live in Barcelona. Wow. Um, and, you know, I've been using him for mastering stuff and, and I just always really appreciated how genuine a person he is and how dedicated he is to you know, really, he's a thorough person. He, he he creates like really 
really good body of work with home normal he's interesting um, to have a label like that it really wants yeah, to definitely ensure that the music is something yeah. worthwhile rather than just put out whatever yeah know. totally i mean music comes first the people comes first and then later down the road you know other things are definitely in in second row but he's just a very genuine person and just a wonderful to work with basically he's a he's a friend of music you know he's a really right. true friend of, of this like ambient experimental music um and there's not a lot of those around so <clears throat> i was i think i was like automatically drawn to him and the label uh, in some extent that's good it sounds very very kind and sincere which is which is nice to hear yeah sincere is another word i would use <laughs> to describe uh, ian and the people behind it's just very upfront. No, no playing games. You, you have been around the world. What is your favorite place that you've been to, and for what reason? Uh, Think about it. Feel free. I like where I am right now. <laughs> Maybe that's boring that to sense. say. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, I really like being where I am right now. It's very green and very authentic, and very also kind of like living in history. It sort of like reminds me of where I'm from, but back in the 1930s or 40s. Because you still have all these like little rural villages and very authentic countryside and right. like just very untouched, you know, like small farms and stuff. And, and the city I live in, which is Santiago Compostela, we have, um, you know, it's a very old city. There's an old part that's like extremely old. So it has all this I don't know how to call it. Like it's it's just a solid place to live, like with solid, healthy people and and stuff like that. Um, and in some ways, it's maybe also a little bit set back, but in a good way. Like kind of, like people are simple and easygoing and stuff. Not so. That. No, that I totally enjoy it. That's, <laughs> that's you, what uh, I enjoy. Over here in America, it is not. It is not like that. No, people not Denmark are, neither. Like are definitely everything not. got industrialized. Yeah. Yeah. In America, I've only been to New York, and I also went to Seattle. I did a road trip from Seattle and then down the coast uh, through Oregon, Portland. What, what we ended up in San Francisco. I really, I really, really liked the the whole like once you got out of the cities and just doing the roads and mm -hmm. seeing all these like, communities. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was like scarily authentic to me. <laughs> uh, it was very much like everything you see. I've always had a love affair with America because I grew up on American movies and TV series. And oh, really? I've always like very, what? yeah. Movies and TV? Uh, like uh, Hill Street Blues, that uh, I don't know if yeah. you know that. It's yeah. like a cop show that was on from San yeah. Francisco, and just all these, you know, movies from the '90s. Everything was American, so I've always had a, like a, a fascination with America. So I really enjoyed going there the the couple of times I've been there. Right so, now, it's not a place I try or want to go, but <laughs> that's a uh, whole other thing. You might want to just hang out for a while. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what we're doing. We're, we're just yeah. waiting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you might want to just hold off on that for a bit. we got some stuff yeah. to take care of. Yeah, yeah. you've got your hands full. It's crazy, and it's just, the people are just, I don't know if I want to use the word insane, but. It is a little bit crazy. It's like, 
we're trying to be more sane, and in that path, we're losing our sanity. It's just yeah, yeah. Just hang out and just just, just stay there for a bit. Enjoy the. <laughs> that's what I'd say about the that. simplicity. Yeah. yeah. So I was uh, on your Instagram as you do, and I noticed you have some lovely cats. Which would you like to talk about the cats? I have uh, we have three amazing cats at the moment. Let's hear. I have my old cat for as long as you want. Uh, I yeah, I'll get embarrassed talking about them, but yeah, I you really get enjoy cats. Why? I'm, I'm, Why you get embarrassed? I'm a total cat person. I'm like I, I have this like I'm a cat whisperer basically. <laughs> I can become I'm friendly with any cat I meet. My Don't girlfriend is insanely jealous that. sometimes. You yeah. know. I've I've always um, had something against cats. I'll be honest with you. I don't mean to hurt you, but yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, your loss. <laughs> <laughs> throughout throughout time, I have I've become more accustomed to cats, but I've always been a dog guy. But I've lately been, yeah. I've been feeling cats. I've been respecting what it is they're about. I get it. Yeah. So so <laughs> so who are your cats? They're very. What are they like? They're very independent. They're very yes, independent they uh, creatures, and I really like that about them. And and even though, you know, it's not like they have super deep personalities. They do have small personalities, and all right. th the three we have are totally different. Right. I have what like a names? big Maine Coon. I have a Maine Coon who's like seven, and his name is Osito, which means little bear in Spanish. Aww, and he's a little bear. That is great. He's like. He's like eight kilos, almost nine kilos, without being fat, because it's just a big cat. It's it's actually an American breed, Maine Coon. I think they come from Maine, New England, originally. And then we have two small street cats that we saved off of the street. My my girlfriend's very into this whole, like, you know, there's these little communities that take or organizations that take care of street cats. So she's very into that. Donates money, helps them out. So nice. we've taken it ourselves and they're just amazing a little girl called coco and a, a little boy called iggy like iggy, iggy pop oh, iggy pop <laughs> oh. and of course the little girl is the boss of them all she's the oh, she's the queen of the whole house <laughs> she's the one who dominates everything that's the way it's supposed to be that's that's why i've always been a little uh apprehensive to cats is because they kind of got that like they own you yeah going on yeah, but you gotta respect yeah. it because, in a sense, they do. So. <laughs> yeah, but dogs also dogs have a bit more. I don't know what to call it. Like, yeah, it's like having having little friends around. Right. Only problem with dogs is that they bark, and I really don't. I hate the barking because <laughs> I'm I'm a musician, so my hearing is really not great anymore. So, the dog barks is just oh, it gets to me. Otherwise, I'd have I'd also have a dog for sure. I love it. Because you get to walk them and little I, company. I can't get enough of them. I think they're just perfect. Do you have dogs? You're right. It's not opportune, but it's it's I a do. where did that sound come from? You know, right. like who put that there? I'm not yeah. I'm not a religious person in any way, but like <laughs> why? I mean, yeah, okay, it can scare people away. It's very effective in that way, but <laughs> it's just uh, if you compare it to the sound of a bird or or a cat for that matter, cats are just it's scary. not a nice sound. Right. Yeah, cats just literally they purr. Also, they just like vibrate when they are happy. Yeah, and then dogs yeah. just scream <laughs> at the top of their lungs. Yeah, well, the dogs whine totally. also. Like even when they're sad, it's like they howl. They are yeah. loud creatures, but I don't know. I I like to think that 
they're barking because they're happy. So <laughs> it makes me feel totally. Better. Yeah, there's always a meaning behind it. Yeah, dogs are way more independent or dependent. I mean, like a cat, you cannot talk to for like a couple days. I feel like, and they're like, "All right, whatever, do your thing." And then dogs, <laughs> dogs, you cannot move a step without them jumping on you. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so if they have mute dogs, you might, you might go for that. I think there are mute dogs, or at least they make like a very funny sound. Oh yeah. There's, there's these like ones. I think the Chinese uh, Chow Chow or something they're called chow or something. Chow like. chow? They're blue tongues. Are they mute? Yeah, well, not mute, but when they bark, it's like it sounds like someone put a suck in their mouth or something. <laughs> Chow chows are also so very muff- very aggressive. So, ah, okay. Well, then they don't need to bark. I guess. <laughs> right, it's kind of a they just they just go for right, it. Right, they're like, all right, I won't bark, but I'll just be really rude, <laughs> sweating you. Almost like little lions, the little chow chows. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So what have you been up to? You've been touring and such, playing as much as you can, or are you just letting the album do what it's got to do? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not big on playing live. I get like a little bit too nervous. I mean, I really enjoy being approached, like, okay, you want to play, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's great. You work out a contract. That's awesome. And then the whole preparation period is also nice. I think that you get to really get to spend time. Like coming up with ways of doing your sounds live, which is not easy in my case because, right, because you don't all have my like... music is, is mm-hmm. very elaborate. What I do, like the the layers are super elaborate, and they take time to come up with. And it's not something you can pull off live without right, there's bands basically using songs, a laptop. Like songs with words yeah, and totally. verses that you just play and you have a set list, but yeah, I feel like yours could be yeah. an hour or like a day, <laughs> just with yeah, totally. Didn't you so just I always... play in like a some festival or something? I saw this. It was like a really pretty like background to it. It was like some sort yeah. Of I played like a, a festival here in town, so I got to play this very old church from the from the twelfth century. The church was oh. built or something like super old. It looked beautiful. And it was beautiful. It was a really really nice venue and a very nice festival. Like full house lots of people came around but but I, I i just got too nervous at the end i oh. just don't enjoy it a lot these playing live just uh put a curtain uh, the fine yeah or mask or i don't know what it is or you could do a wizard of Oz i don't know what it is just, like put a big head out yeah all right so, what, <laughs> so what if you put a cat's head out all right just like a projection of a cat's head and then you just played behind a curtain. Maybe that would work. I feel like that. I like playing with other people. You I, know? If, I think it's the thing about being being the only person on stage is what's not great. How does the audience? If there's react? someone else there to share it, the audience have, were very attentive this last concert. The, all the concerts I've played because the, the festivals or the events are usually quite dedicated to this, like you know, ex, uh, experimental art forms. So. Mm-hmm. People are usually very attentive, which is, is what you want also. Um, but then again, you also don't really know what they are. Like, maybe they are like, oh, you know, Jesus, I'm stuck here for an hour now. Like, you don't really know what they're feeling because it's just blank faces look on, looking up at you. And then you won't know till the very end because as opposed to traditional music, like, you don't do breaks. You know, it's like you don't do songs. You do sets for like you yeah, make continuous sounds for like 20 minutes. Clap. 
So you don't know till the very end when you get the applause, like how people <laughs> actually felt, which is also very nerve-wracking. Um, but uh, yeah, if I get someone else with me up on stage, I, I enjoy it. How but alone, I'm not. How do you guys play like that when there's someone else? Do you just kind of vibe off each other, or? Yeah, completely. Like you just, I I play with uh, a friend of mine. We do music under the Tokyo. Uh, we've released an album on on a small label called Daw, which is from Belgium. And uh, he's a guitar player also. And then, yeah, he uses a laptop and with different effects. And I have all my effect pedals. And we just set a key, like what key we're going to play in. And then it's just free improvising, which is the best way of playing live. Because you don't have all these like predetermined rules that you have to keep following through whatever length you want to play. So your own ghost and tape. Can you tell me what, what that means? Is there a meaning to it? Yeah, I guess you could say that is well. Originally, I was I was using the words "ghost in the shell," which is from a Japanese anime movie I really uh, enjoy yes. a lot. I am familiar with. That. I really like that movie, and I used that name in the beginning because of the ghost and shell. Like for me, ghost is like you know the subconscious music, whatever, like the soul of the music, and then you have the shell, which is whatever medium you're using. It could be a guitar, it could be a computer. So you have this like the spiritual and then the physical. But then I got a notification from manga that <laughs> I should not be using that link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had to come up with something else. And of course I already I was already felt quite attached to the to the ghost thing. Right. So I came up with instead of in the shell, I just put and tape and I guess they were fine with that because I didn't hear, I never heard back from them again. They, they went out of so the it's sort of like it. comes from a movie, but it also, it rings, it has a ring to it for me with, in terms of this, like this duality with like physical, something physical and something more, I like it. well, non-physical. Non nice to know what it means. It, it adds to the experience of the music. Yeah. So yeah. You like anime and then you like a cop movie. What? What sort of... Like, what movies and TV shows do you watch now? Like, do you go watch movies? Or, because I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of media that you like. I enjoy a lot going to the movies. Anything good, I will enjoy. And by that, I, I do not mean all this, for example, this Marvel crap that they're, they're putting out. Like, cinema is in a really <laughs> tough period right now. Where it's Dude, like. I'm not even kidding. I just went through a list. If you go to any upcoming movie releases, 99% is going to be a sequel. Or a remake, yeah. or just more superheroes. That's just all it is, and it's just it's it's a it's a money machine. It's like they've turned cinema into an attraction park. You know, it's like going to right. the attraction park, going on the roller coaster. It's like okay, yeah, we're gonna show you these special effects and all this blah blah blah. And the story is just garbage. usually bullshit. Garbage. It's just <laughs> garbage. So everything's TV now. So I'm I'm really big into the the whole Netflix HBO thing, and I really watch? enjoy all these what TV series. Do you like? Oof, I've watched basically everything. <laughs> everything. Everything good. We watched one called Manhunter not long ago that was really good about the the whole, you know, the whole theories behind serial killers and oh, yeah. personality. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, I basically watched I, I watched Vikings. I, I'll watch anything that has quality behind the story writing. That's good. Um, I'll touch on anything. The, have you watched, the whole black. Have you watched uh, Making a Murderer on Netflix? 
Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I'm really anticipate. I'm, I'm really hoping they're gonna make a, a follow up on that story because I seriously hope he's not in. Season. I just, I yeah. just finished it last night. I just finished the first season last night. Oh, okay. Just yeah, I, I'm reeling. It's like I really hope that guy's not in prison anymore. Well, both. I think that the young yeah. Yeah, person. I think still, he got out. They're still both. No. Yeah, they're still. Oh both my in god. Prison. Oh my. I, well, I think um. The cousin, Brendan Dassey, I think he's in the middle of something right now. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the know young person, yeah. Appeal. So, but like, yeah. as of one day ago, they're still talking, they're still figuring it out. Yeah. So, do you, do you it's think... It's really horrendous. Do you think he did it? No, I don't think he did it. I think he's a victim of a malfunctioning legal system and... Prejudice within his little local community. It blows my mind, like how manipulative. And and then to take into account the fact that it happened to him once already, and he's yeah. in prison for eighteen years. Like, yep, he's already been in prison for almost thirty years. Like half of his life has been spent in prison for something he didn't do. Probably yeah, didn't do yeah, totally. I mean, the first one alone, even if he did do the second act. The first one alone, that's 18 years gone. Yeah. Which you yeah. sure didn't do. That's just... Yeah, no doubt about mind. it. Blows my mind. But don't you think that's some to some extent it also displays some errors in the American legal system? Absolutely. My, I, Who I was watching it with last night, um, my girlfriend, we were talking about, like, this, like, making a murderer is going to be, like, big. Like, in, in the terms of, like, history, like, when you look back and, like, big cases and big flaws in the legal system i i sincerely feel that like this case will be used as an example of like just pure manipulation and just the the power that police can have like they just so obviously tampered with evidence laced evidence and lied on the stand and that's just a problem because nobody wants to call a cop a liar but it it very clearly was the case, and it's just they're human beings, and they want to, you know, I, they're full of errors, and they want to close their cases fast. And absolutely, and especially they didn't like him to begin with, the county exactly like Stephen Avery. So they went into it wanting to confirm their decision that he was guilty. They already made up their mind that he was guilty. So yeah, like I, I understand stand the chance. that. I understand that morally. To go in and be like, no, he did do this. I need to confirm it myself. But yeah. we just see authority figures as like not people. Like they would never do something wrong. You know, like they have to do their exactly. Job. That's the mistake. Like we think they're these like automated, uh, like almost like little machines that just do everything according to the book and they follow the rules and you can always count on them. But it, unfortunately, it's not the case. They're people. Like everybody's yeah, susceptible people. to it. Everyone. Yeah. There's another one on Netflix called Time, the Khalif Browder story. It's very similar, but that's it's also real. That's that also displays like how uh, police errors can really have traumatic consequences to it. It's about a young black guy who also spends his whole youth in prison, basically. And he didn't do it. And he did not do it. That one has a little bit more of a bleak outcome. We still don't know how making a murder is going to end. Cause right, I'm, I'm still reading the news every 
Yeah, you, if you just finished watching it, you you got all your yeah, you in that you got your blood boiling now, and yeah. you're really like <laughs> it's I mean, gonna I last spent, a while. I had a good week or two between like episode eight and like the last two episodes, so I was just festering for a whole week, just angrily. And then like when yeah. I watched the final two, it just it just all came back, and now I'm just yeah ready to go protest or something. <laughs> It totally. I mean, it, like, <laughs> that's the way. It sparked so much. People wrote letters to the White House, like, yeah. making him get appealed. They're like, we can't do that. Like, that's not within our power. So I, I exactly. really don't even know how it's gonna go. I, I no. have no idea. The dude, like, Stephen Avery's, like, saying he's he goes to the library and reads law books and he writes letters, like, thirty-eight page reports. And I just. Oh my god. Someone said, like, um. Brendan Dassey's mom, I believe, said, like, I feel like if he did it, he would have confessed by now. Because, of course. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What, why, how proud can you be? And, exactly. And him and Brendan, it's... both of their IQs are, like, around 70 or yeah. lower, or, like, a slightly above. So, like, it's not yeah. like they're these criminal masterminds that are so proud that they're just not to admit it. So exactly. I, there's just no way. Like, why, what motive would he have to continuously lie yeah about it drag himself through re-educating himself right. through law like, books i mean a couple weeks out of getting millions of dollars from the first yeah. case going wrong and they probably had a problem with that as well yeah the lo local authorities where he's from there's just there's just no reason why he would sacrifice that yeah i just i want to know what happened and i don't think i ever will and that just frustrates me man well, as long as the producers, they uh, keep an interest in the story, which they are, because they are working on a second season. Uh, but of course, as long as his case is standing still, there's also not really any development in the story. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and hope for the best for, for his, it makes me sad. his case. It just makes yeah. me sad. It just breaks my heart. And because yeah. like someone was saying, like, Teresa Halbach, her life was lost. However, that happened. But... If it, if it's not true, like if they didn't do it, their lives are also lost. Like their their yeah. lives are over in prison. Totally, I, completely. I just can't wrap my mind around how someone can be so willing to lie. There were so many points where they very blatantly showed that the police were lying or contradicting themselves, and still they're just like, oh, I don't recall that, or I I, I don't know. Like, like exactly. That's why I saw all up. the errors in the in the American legal system. Like, like how can that not have consequences? And it's because ah, because it doesn't follow this certain like script or whatever. Then ah, then it doesn't really count into right. the whole evaluation of the case. And that's that seems like a very rigid and faulty system. Then. And and when you do, when you are put away for twenty years of your life for doing nothing wrong, like something you didn't do, they just give you money, as if that's. Yeah. Like that that's just wrong. It, that, that is your life. That is years of your life just gone that you yeah. cannot get back. So and no amount of Some money. people should lose their jobs at least <laughs> yes. on top of a settlement. It has to have consequences, these things. Otherwise, it's never going to change. All right. Well, I appreciate you talking to me today a lot. You're welcome. You seem like a very kind person, and I appreciate Richard. that greatly. <laughs> oh. So... What's, tell me about your podcast. Well, I'm 18. I'm a freshman in college, mm -hmm. and um, I worked at my newspaper at my high school. And I just I've always enjoyed like interviewing musicians and stuff. I've just always reached out. And uh, mm -hmm. do you know who Mark Maron is? No. Mark Maron is a, a comedian. 
he has a podcast, and I've just oh. always been really, really intrigued by that, and I've always enjoyed it. And he basically just calls people on and talks to them. So that okay. was like a main grab for me into the world of podcasting. And then I thought, like, I always enjoy talking to people and I enjoy interviewing, so why not record it? Yeah. So, so that's about it. I have, I'll probably have like 10 episodes up by the end of this month. But okay. this, this one will be number three. But basically, I just email people and email people and just try to talk like like this. Talk yeah. about whatever. <laughs> You're good at it, and you have a great voice for it. So <laughs> I can see it going there. Here's a track from Hines' new album, Var. This one's called Hatch. Feel free to go check it out on Bandcamp or his website, ghostandtape.com. Thank you. 